0: I'm Josh Cooperman, and this is Convo by Design. Grant Kirkpatrick is one of those architects that is actively shaping the way we view Los Angeles. He, through his firm KAA Design, both creates and reimagines places and spaces. The firm's mission states a devotion to warm contemporary design, providing solutions for modern living and at the same time, he has a love and a sense of duty to protect the structures that Southern California offers the world. Grant and I sat down at the Van Damme showroom during West Week at the Pacific Design Center to talk about Southern California architecture. His Marina del Rey offices that have already lived lives as both the original Hobie catamaran factory and a warehouse for all of the props and set decor for the movie Castaway. Side note. So, can you believe that Castaway was released in the year 2000? In the following conversation, Grant tells me about the fact that his current offices served as the prop house, the warehouse, if you will, uh, during filming, and I thought it would be fun to reintroduce you to a past guest of Convo by Design from 2016's West Edge Design Fair, Rosemary Brandenburg. Brandenburg was the set decorator on Castaway, a Robert Zemeckis film starring Tom Hanks, Helen Hunt, Peter Von Berg, and of course, Wilson, the volleyball. It's one of those Southern California stories that ties architecture and film making seamlessly and inextricably. So we're going to reintroduce you to Rosemary after our interview with Grant. So back to Grant for a minute. Kirkpatrick uh, has published a new book called California Contemporary. The Houses of Grant C. Kirkpatrick. This covers 30 years of architectural mastery in Southern California. These homes possess elements that have come to embody the California lifestyle. Architects from around the world try to emulate elements of the modern style and use of materials, not to mention the seamless flow between inside and out. Kirkpatrick, as you might imagine, has a solid roster of celebrities for whom he has designed homes including Matt Damon, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, and of course, of course, Tom Hanks. So, the circle is now complete. This is KAA Designs' Grant Kirkpatrick, and after Grant, set decorator of America member Rosemary Brandenburg. Convo by Design, presented by Snyder Diamond, always first with what's next in the kitchen and bath. What does that mean? Well, it means that Russ Diamond scours the planet looking for the best products that make life better. He doesn't just pick pretty products, and he goes a step further. He goes to the company to see how the products are made, to make sure you're getting the highest quality. And then he and his staff provide remarkable service to make shopping an absolute pleasure. And when one of these companies introduces a new product line that is going to change the way we live, it's a pretty big deal. Mila is proud to introduce the new W1 washing machine and T1 dryer. I am super excited about this and I think you will be as well. Why? Well, because this washer dryer combo includes Mila's immerbesser spirit, Mila's stunning good looks, and technology that will not only make washing and drying clothes a better experience, it'll save water, energy, and more. The quick intense wash, for example, high level of clean in under an hour. Homeowners are gonna flip for the steam finish of the T1 dryer. These products are Energy Star qualified, which means you're doing your part and saving money. Other features like cap dosing and twin dose, detergent integration and processing. It's, it's efficient and it's easy to use. My favorite new feature, it's gotta be the Wi-Fi connect. Download the Miele mobile app. You can operate and receive notifications on your mobile device. Architects and designers, this is yet another product from Mila that you won't even think about trying to hide. All this, Snyder Diamond service, and for a limited time, you can find very generous offers from Mila on these and other Mila products at all three Los Angeles area Snyder Diamond showrooms. You can find addresses and store hours at SnyderDiamond.com. So, Grant, first thing, tell me what you're doing at the Pacific Design Center today. You just came off a panel. I
1: just came from the sixth floor to the first floor to come see you. Thank you. A wonderful panel. It was on uh, classic California style, um, which is a, a mouthful for an area that has many styles. But I think the main point was what is what is classic California today? And so we broke it up into neighborhoods. We've got places like Santa Barbara, and Pasadena and you know uh, revivalist work that's beautiful been happening for a century we've got Palm Springs and modernism and uh, you know we've got uh, Italian and palace Verdes and um, my interest is of course mostly in the modern arena but there is a you know we've got quite a history here in California at this point too with uh, early California modernism
0: yeah you do and it's it's really interesting you guys are fairly big out in my neck of the woods in the South Bay um, yeah. It's really interesting that you say that, too, because I've been working with a couple of influencers. And the question that we're bouncing around and that we're always talking about is you can't you can't justify L.A. as one neighborhood. It's not. It's it's more akin to different boroughs. And each each different city sort of has their own feel. You mentioned Palm mm-hmm. Springs um, and the, the mid-century modern feel and the the whole movement is is coming back it's amazing what does what does california style if someone said and you have a book coming out that i want to talk to you about that as well but if someone said to you california style how would you describe that
1: well it's interesting in fact we were just talking about this because i think globally california is a, a crazy melting pot of so many different influences european asian especially japanese um, and uh... and you know uh, Latin America but we're also if you turn the turn it around we're also an incredible globalization that goes the other way uh, you know in in Australia they call California's an adjective it's not a noun it's an adjective for a lifestyle of indoor outdoor living you know, Ferrari makes a car called California. There are no other Ferraris named after a specific locale in the world. There's no there's no Ferrari Barstow? Yeah, no, I haven't run across that, but that might be more my... Uh, I might be able to get one of those. I like that. Well, let's talk. Uh, but, you know, really what, what's happening now with... Um, you know, most of the car companies in the world are designing their cars here. Fashion, uh, food, obviously entertainment—I uh, mean, you name it. California is is an insp- it, it's pouring out of here, and it's got the attention of the world. So, um, yeah, we have microregions that we're very interested in responding to. That's one of the things I feel really blessed to have the the practice based here in Southern California. And you mentioned the South Bay, where I am from and do live. Um, And I'm proud that in now 30 years of doing work there, there is a desire for a, you know, a coastal modern, if you will, architecture, domestic modern architecture that's no longer, um, you know, we're we're no longer the little guy. I think um, I have quite a few peers, uh, both architects and designers. Who are concentrating on modern work in the South Bay, and uh, and I like to think that along with guys like Dean Nota and Michael Lee, that you know we're we're some of the uh, the torchbearers uh, uh, for for what's happening there. It's very exciting.
0: Well, so it's really interesting that you say that because I had I had a conversation yesterday with Erica Heat, and Erica was uh, I think moderated the panel. You just right. you just left. Yeah. So really interesting. We got into this conversation. I am I'm born and raised Angelino, and the conversation persists. About, you know, the second coast and always from an architectural standpoint that, you know, L.A. has always been in the shadow yeah. of, of New York and even San Francisco, which, more, which models more of a New York feel than an L.A. feel. But it's really interesting because now the, the price for dirt is akin more to San Francisco. And so people are asking more. And, and that, modern, that modern style of architecture fits more to what people want now. So now you've got you're you're trying to pack more per square foot than you ever have before. How do you approach that? Yeah,
1: you know I like to think of it slightly differently. In here and we do pay dearly for property here, you're absolutely right. We're more or less looking at a property, not just a house on a property. So what my clients want is they want us to design the complete environment from one corner to the other and where where the house stops and starts or what's an outdoor room or a, what is a courtyard or a layered garden space that bleeds indoor and outdoor um, it's all part of one canvas and uh... T- to me that's very exciting it's the way i was fortunate enough to grow up and uh... and so it, it's it's deep within me to the point where if, I've in, if I'm in front of an opportunity with a client and it doesn't have that that woven indoor-outdoor uh, um, desire, I know it's not a project for me.
0: Well, and that's kind of what
1: I'm talking about. I, I, I'm, I've, I'm
0: sort of coining it impact per foot, you know, because everyone, when you're buying property or when you're building, everything's focused on that cost per foot, right? But I think the impact per foot is, is really more what we're talking about here it's it's not necessarily trying to make everything happen but every inch you can't just you can't have dead spots in a house anymore indoor outdoor especially in the south bay where you know we're building up we're not building out right and so you know you have way more because indoor outdoor is it's phenomenal the what's happening in indoor outdoor space right now i don't know that i've ever seen that
1: before I do think it's at an apex in desirability, uh, again, 30 years doing this, and I would say the indoor-outdoor agenda is tops on people's list. And I liken it to, uh, my, my take on it is that people really want to connect with nature and things that are natural. You know, everything has become fast, it's become hard, it's become instant access, and when we're home, we want to relax. Relaxing is connecting in nature. Nature is not just the little garden outside the window. It's natural light. It's um, natural ventilation. Um, it's the sound of the ocean or fire and water, and all of these things are ways that soothe and make us feel, feel comfortable, and, and that's what home is about. Absolutely, and speaking of that, tell me, tell me about the book. It drops in May? It does. It's a couple of weeks, frankly. Um, I, I'm excited to get my first copy too. Um, but uh, yeah, the book is called California Contemporary, and it's really a, a, a beautiful compendium of 30 years of, of our work, and it's told through through basically my lifestyle story. So it's a it's a bit of a of a, 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 a an insight into inspiration, for, at least through my eyes. Um, and then we get you in the door of of uh, several of our most beautiful projects and it's hard for me to, to to personally get even my mother through the door of some of these homes so i think the book is uh, i was lucky enough to have clients who were generous in allowing us to um, to really lay out these homes in all of their their beauty and um, so it's it's kind of a treat to, to get an inside view uh, inside and outside view of uh of these of these beautiful properties
0: it really is cuz that's where inspiration really does come from and i think that that's very cool uh so this episode is going to is going to drop around the same time as the book so by the oh, t- terrific. so as people are listening to this you can get the book now go buy it now <laughs> <laughs> uh right. so it's yeah, it's, it's available it'll
1: be on amazon.com you can actually pre-order it now but it now it should be available it is available right now at the bookstores yeah Uh, sold through um uh, Princeton Press is our publisher wonderful and then it's sold through Chronicle Books so it'll be all all the stores. yeah and and you know it's I am still a fan
0: of books and magazines and tactile I still yes you can get everything online and that's great you can you can see everything but you know to be able to touch it and flip the pages it's I kind of like that
1: too. Yeah, you know, as, as all these things evolve, so much technology, and we hold that technology so instantly. There's, you know, it's it's there's nothing like a book. I mean, the quality of the print and the photography, the photography alone is is really the, you know, I, the work is beautiful. But the photographers that we worked with are are so supremely talented. And for someone like me, who, you know, I work I, I'll work on a typical project with a client for years. Right, from soup to nuts, and to be able to act, that the people who actually see that work, ninety-nine point nine percent of people will be only through the the eye of the photographer, the lens of the photographer. Um, so it's very important for us to work closely with our photographers, and then to curate these 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 beautiful lifestyle environments in a way that, that gives you some insight, gives you some scoop that uh, that you wouldn't ordinarily get.
0: Speaking of which, and speaking of working on projects for years, I had the opportunity to come check out your headquarters. Um, that was fun. It was fun for oh, me because nice. I, I got to shoot it, I got to film a little bit. Um, it was really great. It's a really cool building. Um, it was. It seems like it was a really interesting project for you to do. I mean, soup to nuts, tip to tail, rail to rail, you're all over this thing because you have to work there yeah. and your people have to work yeah. there. so. Tell me about the process, and as you do, uh, we're going to be publishing some uh, some videos up to our YouTube channel, uh, and we're going to show you as you talk through it. So, tell, oh, me, tell
1: me about the headquarters. Great. Well, you know, we we were in Santa Monica for years. We needed uh, uh, our lease was up, and the only thing we really could afford was further south, and that brought us to Marina del Rey. Um, We found an old warehouse that was at the time being used by uh, DreamWorks for the movie Castaway for all the storage of the the rafts and and the black styrofoam caves and everything they used to film that iconic movie, right? So when we went in there, floors, walls, ceilings, everything painted, tons of stuff in it. And I looked at it and I said, okay, next, this is just a dump. But it, it kind of it registered in my mind, and long story short, we did lease that building. We sandblasted it for 30 days, and we're still apologizing to the neighbors. But it really sort of just came out in its raw, natural environment, and it's, it's this tremendous creative warehouse for 20 years for us. It's, uh, and, and you, you know, you kind of have to, you have to, to live what you preach. We need an inspiring environment to produce these inspirations for our, you know, our very demanding clients who, uh, uh, you know, give us these opportunities. So um, it's it's terrific. The building was originally built for Hopi Cat sailboats. It was the original manufacturing plant for the catamarans, uh, for all the metal rigging systems, and it's had several different lives, and it will have more lives in the future. Right. Uh, so I consider ourselves a steward of that building uh, as a a, you know terrific manufacturing plant for creative talent and energy and then it'll have another life at some point.
0: Uh, Tell
1: me about the lighting.
0: Tell me about the lighting in there.
1: Well the most important aspect of lighting anything that we do and is a very uh, important component of our design work is, is we try not to see the lighting sources so what you'll find there is a lot of up lighting so on the original steel beams we produced linear fluorescence uh, with warm bulbs that that light up the ceiling so all the wood trusses are lit from sources you can't see and lit very consistently and then we have a series of decorative lights that you're supposed to see and they're george nelson uh, classics uh, um, you know representing simple but strong design and and uh... And, and you know almost like little moons scattered about the office uh, and then of course you have a, a whole series of task lighting but you know it's it's interesting when i was starting the business task lights drafting lamps were very important today everything's on the computer so you actually need a different type of light that's a little bit uh, calmer and more background and
0: um, okay so also i hope i'm not throwing you for a loop I saw a
1: dais there, that podium. What is that that podium from? You know, that's a very good question. I wish I knew the answer to that. But what that podium does is it serves as a little bit of our pulpit for design forums. That whole area in our space, the whole west area there, we call it the design lab, and it's a flex space where we do classes. Uh, My partner teaches uh, for the Institute of Classical Architecture and Arts. Um, we have various functions, uh, sometimes nonprofit functions, sometimes local functions. Uh, we also allow other entities to use it. It's just kind of a great communal space, and so that uh, uh, that pulpit, if you will, is is just it, it was there from the beginning.
0: <laughs> well, I love it. I love the space. I think it's great. Can't wait for the book. Um, So, again, if you're hearing this now, the book's out, so go get it. Uh, Grant, thanks for the time. All right, Josh. Thank you. That was Grant Kirkpatrick of KAA Design, and this is set decorator Rosemary Brandenburg. Convo by Design segment producer Andrew Lindy sat with Rosemary at the West Edge Design Fair in 2016, and she talks about the business of set decoration and her work. Uh, Another side note, set decorators have one of the coolest jobs imaginable, Rosemary, has had her fair share of amazing films. Just a few. Kingsman, The Golden Circle, The Hateful Eight, Hancock, Transformers, Amistad. Too many to list here, but she also worked on a new release called Hotel Artemis, scheduled to be released in June, starring Sofia Boutella, Jodie Foster, Dave Bautista, and Jeff Goldblum. We will do our best to catch up with Rosemary around the opening of the film. In the meantime... This is Rosemary Brandenburg.
2: I'm Andrew Lindy here with Convo by Design. Uh, I'm talking to Rosemary Brandenburg. Uh, Rosemary, how long have you been a set decorator?
3: I've been a set decorator for at least 30 years, 35 maybe.
2: And how did you become a set decorator?
3: I became a set decorator by studying theater in school and working as a stage manager, a prop master, all kinds of technical work production manager and theater, and then transitioned over to TV as at first, after college actually, and then moved to LA. I'm from the East Coast. And then eventually uh, figured out that set decorator is exactly where I belonged with a combination of design, management, and storytelling skills.
2: And on what shows have we seen your work?
3: Well, you will be seeing my work on Kingsman 2 coming out, which is called The Golden... Circle. Um, I have another movie coming out called The Circle, st- starring Tom Hanks and Emma Watson. I have, uh, let's see, a movie before that would be, I've done several Transformers films. I did um, The Hateful Eight for Quentin Tarantino recently. I've done, long ago, The Amistad for Steven Spielberg. A, cl- a Halloween classic is Hocus Pocus, and another scary one is The Ring, You've got on the list continues, such as uh, What Women Want for Nancy Myers. Uh, it kind of is a long list.
2: And what is the best part of your job?
3: The best part of my job is the camaraderie and teamwork that it takes to make a movie and the incredible people that I get to work with and the characters that I get to design for. They're fascinating. It never stops just being so interesting and gripping.
2: And what is the most difficult part of your job?
3: The most difficult part of the job are changes and the speed with which we have to get things done and the financial constraints and the arguments.
2: And if you weren't a set decorator, what would you be doing?
3: I might be doing museum work, like historical work for museum design, but I wouldn't probably be able to afford anything.
2: And do you work with clients uh, as an interior designer as well?
3: I don't. Because I came out of a the theater background, I don't have that interior design gene.
2: And what is one product you simply cannot live without?
3: One product I simply cannot live without would have to be my computer.
2: And what is the strangest set you've ever
3: designed? The strangest set I've ever designed? Oh my goodness. Um, that's a really good question. There's a lot of strange sets, uh, especially when you do science fiction, like spaceships, or when you do um, things like slave ships for something like the Amistad. Um, And the, the the fun of the work is the variety. Probably a slave ship might be the strangest.
2: And what is the oddest product that you've ever worked with?
3: The oddest product that I've ever worked with? Um, well, again, for science fiction, I think the oddest product was, was learning all about how to um, crochet and knit very strange um, textural fabrics that had tensile strength and could be, uh, be stretchy and make up a kind of a wall with this dramatic shape. That was one of the most fascinating product development uh, projects that I had.
2: And what was that in?
3: That was in a movie by the name of After Earth that starred Will Smith. Um, It was a movie that really tried to stretch the envelope of um, tensile strength architecture and design. And you said
2: that you'd worked on several of the Transformers films? That's right. Did you find it difficult to decorate a set for CGI characters?
3: Uh, it's, it's, it is a big deal. You have to learn about how big they are, especially Transformers are quite large and some of them, they're actually all different sizes. So that actually is a, becomes one of the language uh, bits that you have to traffic in. Is, is this for Bumblebee or <laughs> which one, Megatron? Uh, so you definitely have to keep that closely in mind.
2: And do you believe that you have a signature
3: style? I try very hard not to, but I would say if I did, it would be to be extremely clear about what I'm doing all the time so that I understand um, the character the, and the visual importance of clarity so that the camera knows what to look at and not junk up the frame too much.
2: And is there anywhere online that we can uh, see your work or, or find a way to contact
3: you? Um, IMDB and the Set Decorator Society of America has my contact information.
2: Thank you so much.
3: Thank you.
0: Well, that's all, folks. Thank you to Rosemary Brandenburg of the Set Decorator Society of America, Grant Kirkpatrick of KAA Design, and you. Thank you for listening. If it wasn't for you, this podcast would not exist and certainly would not have grown to what it has become over the past five seasons. Um, if you enjoyed this episode of Convo by Design, presented by Snyder Diamond, and I do hope you did, please go to Ratings and Reviews on iTunes, leave us a note and a positive review, positive ratings, help us attract new listeners to the podcast, and it is very much appreciated. Thank you for listening. I'll meet you right back here next week. Convo by Design is proud to be working with Vondom Furniture. Their design culture is the key to their success. It's what pushes them to consistently create new collections that give spaces a new dimension. They create dialogue between environment and form. Vendôme pieces can transform the simplest space into one filled with glamour that is both unique and extraordinary. And isn't that what design is all about? Creating atmospheres where you can take hold of life and enjoy it to the fullest? Vendôme products are simple and elegant, contemporary and exceptionally comfortable. Their crafted, modern, durable, molded resin, glass and metal designs are unique. They beg to be enjoyed. Have you seen them featured in our videos? Check out our YouTube channel and see this for yourself. You can also find them in their showrooms at the D&D Building in New York, Wynwood in Miami, and the Pacific Design Center here in Los Angeles or online at vandam.com.